Hey folks, it's Mike Russell, Film Photography Podcast, and you know what that means, that sound, that means it's December, that means it's time for everyone to listen to the Hungry Dutchman looking for Santa. Yes. Yes. You could find this on YouTube. If you find it on YouTube and it's the video, the video was shot by John Fideli and I in 19, I want to say 1989. When all the hungry Dutchmen were like living in a, you know, they were like like a band. Mm-hmm. They were like all living in a house in Nutley, New, New Jersey. So, and John's role in that video is spectacular. Oh yes, John plays the bum Santa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's so, such a good bum. Uh, this is uh, typecast as a bum. This uh, show, what show? Is going to be a Marktastic show. Mm. Marktastic. It's going to be the Marx Brothers show. So this show starring Mark Dalzell Hi. and Mark O'Brien. Hi there. The two Marks are going to like, you know. Do the st- it out. Yes. <laughs> Dominate the airwaves. We're going to mark our territory. <laughs> Leslie Lazenby is here. Hi, everyone. Matt Mirage is here. Not Mark. <laughs> <laughs> and Michael Rosso is here. Hey, everybody. <laughs> and it's, uh, you know, it doesn't matter what religion you are. It's Christmassy time. Um. <laughs> hey, Merry Christmassy, everyone! What do you celebrate? It's Christmas. <laughs> I kind of know. I mean it from I, I'm I mean it from a pop culture perspective, but I have to tell you, it's just because of my age and how I grew up with Rankin Bass puppet like uh, oh, Rudolph. So awful, but they're funny. There's nothing awful about those. Oh. The Grinch who stole Christmas. Oh yes, yeah. Yep. But I will tell you, I do know some folks, uh, you know, who are of a di- different religion. And they don't, they don't, they're like, what? I'm like, Rudolph, like, no, we never saw that. So, clearly, I'm wrong. That's right, yeah. Yeah. Not everyone is going to be Christmassy. But this is a great month to be really grouchy, crabby, Mm -hmm. grumpy. These people mean nothing to me. Know you not the family of the man who has slaved for you from dawn to dark these many years? Bob Cratchit? It's, it's impossible. But they appear to be so happy. I, I pay Cratchit a wage of but 15 bob a week. Their happiness lies in something apparently quite foreign to you. And uh, what is that? Love. Hmm. That's right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. In the, Christ, in the true... Holiday spirit. There you go. You're fighting it. The, the true the holiday spirit. <laughs> you know, it is. It is awesome to be. You know, just like happy about everything, and you know, upbeat and mm. positive. Great. And you'll be a better person. There'll be a people will be a better person. Yeah. It's cold and gray. <laughs> yeah. But we're filled. And I'm people. forced to go to the mall. We like positives and negatives. <laughs> but back in the day, and you could watch these shows. <laughs> On Amazon Prime, they're called Meadowland Showcase Christmas Specials. Mm. There's three of them. They're awful. I was excited because uh, you know John Fidel and I produced them back in the late 1980s, and uh, you know I've been I had to like you know, I had to like scrape them off old fashioned three quarter inch umatic tape, tape to make sure. digital copies. Just in my mind, they were so much better than they actually are. I mean, John has been very consistently being like, they're not good. <laughs> well, that's just John. Yeah, I mean, they're not they're not great, but they do have highlights. They do have like the Hungry Dutchman looking for Santa video, which is why we shot the video for. 
Meadowland Showcase, which was a regional television show that played on cable TV in the Meadowlands area, which is why it's called Meadowlands Showcase. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, if you're not from around here, is a giant swamp just to the left of New York City. Yes. If you know <laughs> New York Giants football, then you know Meadowlands. So yeah. they're not great, but they're memorable, right? Well, if you listen to the, if you listen to, I was going to say, if you listen to the Meadowlands Showcase, if you listen to, is that on? That thing? What is that thing? What thing? That Video thing? camera? Oh, here? This little no, it's not on. Oh, okay, good. I thought I was being recorded. You didn't sign a release, did you? Make no. me erase it. Um, I think we might be being we might be recorded. If you, <laughs> if you check around, there might be some mics in here somewhere. If you're a FPP listener, I think you might get a kick out of the very youthful looking John Fideli. I don't think he looks much different, quite frankly. No, not too much. Just a no. gray beard. Just a little yeah. more like Andrew Lincoln. Yeah, yeah I was going to say yes. a lot more Rick Grimes. Yes. So it is that time of year, and this for the show, we're going to have some exciting stuff. Let's open up with a letter. Who has that opening letter? Here's one. Uh, coming from John Renteria. I've been shooting film since I was a little boy in the 1970s. I got my first 110 camera back in the early 1980s. After about 1988 or so, I got a Canon AE-1 program camera as a birthday gift, and that was the camera I used in high school as I was the head photographer at my school. I had regular point-and-shoot cameras as well. Last, I found my first 110 camera that was at my parents' house. I was so glad when I found your website last year to know that Lomography makes 110 film. I've shot two so far and recently bought another four to shoot with friends next month for a weekend trip. Thanks for having a great store. Love the videos you guys post. Hashtag keep 110 alive. P.S. Any chance of 126 making a comeback? Oh my god, I wish. <laughs> I, I don't see why not, quite frankly. Because there's been a great surge in kind of like interest in film in the last year alone i have been bugging lomography i'm always you know p.s like when i correspond with them mm-hmm. because we stock their film in our fpp online store i'm always like p.s be awful great to see 120 like constantly 126 be a great comeback film then of course there's the folks at film Ferrania in italy mm-hmm. italy the one project at a time over there yeah i think it'll be you'd be excited about 126 mark I, I I would yeah I'd love to I you know we've talked about it in the past we've tried hacking 126 cameras we've tried reloading old 126 cartridges you and I both have the what uh, what's the Italian called F- camera hack camera hack dot it facmatic camera oh facmatic oh it says facmatic in English you know we both have that 126 conversion I would love to I have like like all camera collector nerds I have about thirty. 126 cameras sitting in a bucket somewhere that are just mostly useless. Right. Mm-hmm. And my Ricoh 126 SLR that I'd love to get back on. On, on a show circulation. very soon. Not, probably not this show. Um, what show? Our good friend Shelly sometimes. Mm-hmm. She bought the Facmatic. Mm-hmm. Well, they say Fakematic. I, no. I've been calling it Facmatic. And she was, I think... The letter said, I don't have the letter anymore, but she sent this months ago. And thank you, Shelly. I really, really appreciate it. I'm, I'm testing it. I'm using it now. She couldn't deal with it. She was like, it's like. It's not what I thought it was. And here, why don't you guys try this? Now, you had the same. It's exactly what I thought it was. It just didn't work for me. And I feel bad because I tried it for a week or so. I tried it in four different cameras. I couldn't get it to advance. And then I, it just, it's now sitting in my dining room in a bag. Oh, can I borrow it? No. 
<laughs> it's got film in it, and it's just I just haven't had a chance to dig out the proper Instamatic that it'll okay. work on. And I keep having on Flickr. I keep having people message me or whatever. You know, so whatever happened? Did you get it working? Does it work? Is it good? Is it good? Is it good? And I just I've been ignoring everybody because I just haven't. It hasn't gotten back to the top of my to do list. But so there are certain cameras that this fa- Facmatic, Fakematic, Facmatic. It's a three D printed three part. Cartridge, yeah. cartridge. Oh, there's the little spool inside. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. That you can go into the dark room and roll 35 millimeter film in it. Yes. And it's it's nicely made. Yes, very nicely printed. It's solid. It but fits it's, in there nicely. It's not gonna work with every 126 camera. Right. That's the snag. So it's I, like you I need tried to, snag. to be fancy. It's really the camera. Yeah. You I, have I tried a, to be fancy. The, I, I didn't want to just stick it in a Instamatic X15. Mm-hmm. I wanted to get something cool. So I went. And I pulled out. <laughs> it did, and it worked great. Yeah, exactly, because I'm stupid. So I pulled out, I had, a, I had like a gaff and a something else and a blah, blah, and I had all these weird... Do you have an Instamatic X35 Oh, my God, tons of them. 15, 30, 35s, This 45s. is the one you use? Well, I haven't yet. Okay. Yeah, the ones I used were all weird German 126s. Oh. Like, I was going, I was thinking, oh... Did you have the 500, the beautiful one with the selenium meter? Yeah, but I didn't try it in that okay. one, actually. The but, Schneider lens. So I think I tried it in a Keystone, you know, just a bunch of random stuff. I think people thought... It was going to be different than it is. For example, for me, it's so much easier just to use an old 126 cartridge, crack it open, well, use the backing paper. Tricky. It's more satisfying because you have your your numbers on the back. So I'm going to be reviewing this fake Matic in the next it is show or so. I'm sure it'll be. It's going to be available. Well, this was easy to load, and it's nice that you can pop it out and put it back together. Like, you know, we talked about a few episodes ago the Minolta 16s. How how nice this is. It's designed to be taken apart and put back together. Right. That's what the camera hack. Thing is, whereas if you crack open an old Kodak 126, you got to make sure you crack it open right on the seams, and then you have to tape it completely all back together. Yeah, and it's, yeah, so it's yeah, a yeah. More finicky. Matt, if you want more film, there's uh, the split ends up there, oh, meaning like on the tab it says how many exposures are in each. The camera hack cartridge is at least light tight on its own. Yeah, you just tape it to make sure it doesn't fall apart. There is no reason why a company can't make one twenty six no, film. No, it's a matter of just cutting it. You're and already they, making it, and there cut are it. so many. I contacted Kodak, and they were just like, oh, I don't "What's one twenty six? I don't think, so. I don't know. I don't think we have those they machines." Have Number one, cross talk. There are millions of cameras cameras. that people will shoot with. Millions and millions. Millions and millions. It's it's the oh, they it's, could bring it, it back the, out again and as a new can and people would be going wow, oh, sure, a new, a new format, format. There's, I, no, there's no other format do you that's the new so common and so extinct right like yeah. one ten they brought back there's nothing else that's good point but you're right honestly Lomography is should be the company Lomo is the yeah the poster child of bringing yeah. back one twenty six. But I, you know, but they're all like strung out now, making cameras for Fuji film. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, like there's what? the bitterness no, seeping no, through. No bitterness. <laughs> they should be making cameras for film that they make. They should be making their own stuff. That's true, Mark Dalzell. You're so zen. I really appreciate you. Oh well, thank you're you. You're so calm, and you. Yes, help. I'm known as a really calm, and friendly person. And you help person. keep me positive. I appreciate that. I really do. I mean that sincerely. Thank you. I'm going to cut that out that I just said F Fuji. (laughs) (laughs) I love my store stuff. Oh, Mark O'Brien, what do you got? This is the the Marx Brothers show. (laughs) Okay. Benjamin Drew. 
Message body. Hey, I've discovered the podcast at the beginning of the summer. Since then, I've bought a nice Pentax SP-1000. Oh, that must be, he's got a Spotmatic 1000, an ancestor of the K-1000, yes. I've also been listening to the podcast almost every day. Most of the times, two to three podcasts a day. Wow. Wow. Now, I'm now at the show number 20. Oh, my and God. And iTunes can't, it seems like we're missing the first shows. Give me my shows. Just kidding. <laughs> it would be nice to be able to listen to early podcasts where you where you were young. And so we have an answer for when you. When you were young. Two, kind of two answers. Oh. Yeah. Uh, that's fixed. What's that? A fixed? I, iTunes. We have filmphotographypodcast.com. Filmphotographypodcast.podbean.com. That's where you can get all the shows. All the no shows. doubt. All no shows doubt. all the time. But... The iTunes feed has been fixed. Okay, so it's all been fixed. Drew, it's all Benjamin Drew. It's all been fixed. I hope. And this was he wrote this in wrote this on September twentieth. So this is relatively recent. So Mm -hmm. we 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 can. uh, I think we got it fixed. Benjamin, thanks for your for discovering us, and we're so glad you're having a great time with the podcast. Thank you, thank you, Mark. Now, Matt, we have like in action here. You seem to have trouble loading this film. Oh yeah, uh, there was a short leader, so oh. uh, a couple Did snips, got a little extra length on it. Oh, what, what is that? The, the now the, there. this short roll, leader. the Shmina four hundred. What did you shoot that in? Uh, I shot that in this uh, yet to be talked about uh, <laughs> new short hand Canon S <laughs> Canon seven S rangefinder with the sexy fifty f one point two. That is a big piece of glass. Next show, we're also going to be talking about our school donation program of what schools have been recipients of donation cameras. Uh, These are cameras that you, that's right, you, (laughs) you folks have been donating to the Film Photography Podcast, not just podcast listeners, but people who use the Google. The Google. You know, if you type in donate camera, our site comes up. Many of those people that donate... Don't listen to the show. They just needed to get rid of stuff, and they yeah. didn't want to throw it away. And excellent, excellent stuff coming in. Yo, amazing, amazing how many amazing. good working, not broken cameras. And we've in been this opening. day and age, the day and age of a uh, an iPod phone. What do you call iPhone? That? iPhone. <laughs> iPhone. <laughs> Grandpa, what are you trying to say? An iPhone ten. <laughs> in these days, the iPhone ten and the Galaxy eight and all this stuff, people don't even know that. Anyone would want this stuff because mm-hmm. I get letters all the time, and they send like I have this, 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 and this. Are you? Do you? Can you use this? Because I'd hate to throw it away. Most people in the world don't really care about analog. You know, I mean, most people don't shoot on film. But I've seen a resurgence. But but you're oh. right. But majority, generally speaking, right. generally in the, speaking, in the majority great sphere of people. There's a, yeah. a, a, the Venn diagram right. would be a big sphere of people who. Have camera phones, a smaller little intersecting people thing with people who have camera Cameras. phones and DSLRs. Then the, the the segment that used to be people with with point and shoots just abandon all those because they have camera phones, yep. right? And then and intersecting in that is another smaller area of people that shoot film, have camera phones, and do digital and all that. And that's us. And but we really like our film. That's right, uh, Mark. Do you in your community when you're hanging out with your child and other fa- other moms and dads? I mean, 
do you see people shooting films? Does anyone <sighs> ever come up to you and say, hey, what are you shooting with? I, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, all the time. I, I do live in a pretty hipster area, so I, I have, like, other, there's another dad of a kid in my daughter's class whose, his day job is he's a large format film photographer. Like, it's the most random thing. Hmm. And he's got friends who are, so I, I know a couple people around who do, but yes, anytime I pull out something that's not, that doesn't appear to be a digital camera, if I'm not shooting something that's black and an SLR, I get people coming up asking me what's going on with that. But and people give me cameras. They say, "Oh, well, I've got this thing." And people give me interesting cameras. Like, "Oh, it's just been sitting in our basement since the '90s. You can have it." Okay. You know, it's like I always say: there's never been, there's never been something that was so prevalent. Mm-mm. Everybody had a camera, and now right. almost no one uses a camera. Right. So there's just millions and millions and millions of them out yeah. there. So, so yes, thanks for sending them in. And let me just say. Please, <laughs> if you can find it in your hearts, we need EOS lenses. Yes, dig down, dig down, dig deep, dig deep. A fifty millimeter, a seventy millimeter, a twenty-eight to eighty. That's short zoom. We're not uh, complaining, but everyone sends EOS bodies and hangs on to the lenses for their DSLRs. And yeah. like eighty percent of the EOS we get are just the bodies. Yeah. So we had a school, Detroit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We had a school. In Detroit, that actually said, oh, we'll take Canon EOS, and we just ran out because we didn't run out. We ran out of cameras with lenses. Now we have a box filled of EOS bodies, no lenses. If you're listening and you have EOS lenses or you happen to see them, you know, know, like, where would you see them? You see a cheap one at a flea market or something? Right. right. But make sure they're EOS film camera lenses. Yes. Yes. Not Red tab. Right. Not 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 EOS EFS, because those are for digital only. Yeah. Yeah. Will we have a gander and some razzleberry dressing? Oh, razzleberry dressing would be nice. Will we have a pudding made of liver while we're guessing? Or maybe razzleberry dressing twice. I've got a camera here. We're gonna today. I'll do. I'll do a good cami, good camera, crappy camera. Great. So let's start with the good camera. Ooh, doesn't look like much, but it's it's, it's got a good name on if it. If I cover, yeah, if I cover that up, it doesn't look oh, like much. Ugh. This is a Rolly XF35. This is a great little tiny, simple-looking rangefinder camera that they came out with in the mid '70s. I think 1974. This was introduced. It's actually much more modern looking than I would have thought from 74. It's sort of their s- sort of simplified answer to the Rolly 35, which is a really wacky looking camera. It's a little tiny thing mm-hmm. that has knobs, dials on the front of it, if you've ever seen one around. Got one. I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what the, what the 35 is, is a, uh, like, like I said, it's a rangefinder. It's got a pretty quick little lens. It's a 2.3 40mm lens on it. Thank you, Mark. Yeah, you got it. You were saying earlier your your three point whatever foot. This focuses down to three feet. Yes, okay. three feet. No, I don't know. You set your app film speed on the front. It'll go twenty five to four hundred. So most of Pretty the standard, yeah, yeah common modern um, ISOs. And then uh, it's got the regular thumb. Oh, it's got film in it, so I don't want to fool around with it too much. But it's got a thumb wind. And what you do is when you give it a half press on the right side of your viewfinder, there's a little needle, and it'll show you based on how much light it's getting it'll show you what your aperture and shutter speed are going to get are going to be those two are locked to each other so there's no no manual settings really to it at all um other than if you want to 
fudge it with your ISO, you can. But otherwise, it's just pretty much an automatic little... It's one step above a point and shoot. Yeah, it looks like a really snazzy trip. Right, yeah. The, the, what, the good thing about it, though, is this was soon after Rolly and Voigtlander had gotten together. The glass in this is amazing. Super sharp. The pictures it takes are amazing. It looks like a little toy camera that you would pay 10 or 15 bucks for at a thrift store but it does um yeah it's very simple looking but the but the quality of the glass in it is amazing so i highly recommend it for that it has it has standard threads on the front if you want to put filters on it 43 46 millimeter? 46, 46 millimeter oh the thread uh, yeah yeah it's small 46 ish yeah yeah uh, it has a standard hot shoe on it cable release if you want got a frame counter i mean all the usual stuff nothing really fancy about it this one has been kind of cursed for me i loaded it up the first time went to develop the film and my chemicals were bad and I wrecked the roll. And then I loaded it up again and I was doing 20 other things and I, I pre-washed the film and then I took it out of the sink and I dumped it out and I took the top off the canister and oh no, don't, exactly. oh, what am I doing? Done it. Yeah. <laughs> so I developed it and it totally it's... came out so light leaked I didn't even bother scanning it. So then I put a third roll of film in it and I got halfway through and I dropped it on the floor and the back popped open. <laughs> so this camera is cursed for me right now. So I'm currently shooting the second half of the third roll of film that I've put in it, and I haven't gotten any images out of it. But from what I've seen online, it's beautiful. And I can't wait until I finally exercise all the demons out of this one and I can actually <laughs> get some workable images out of what it. What is but, it called? Rolly what? Uh, it's the Rolly XF35. Where is it made? This is a Rolly. Uh, Singapore. Singapore, okay. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> the roll that came out blank... That was the what number roll in your C41 kit? Like how many rolls? Had, how many rolls are you getting through a C41 the, kit these the days? The one that came out blank. That was my own fault because I hadn't developed anything for a while. I had a, a batch of chemicals that had been sitting there for a few months, and it wasn't airtight, and I just kind of ignored it. And I didn't, I didn't look closely enough at it when I, when I went to use it to realize that the developer had actually started to go opaque. Which usually that's that's a symbol that it's gone. If your developer starts to look more like coffee than. Um, T. <laughs> well, the developer usually just kind of stays, stays pale oh, yellow. Yeah. but And this was the color developer? The C41, yeah, okay. the C41 kit. So, How many rolls are you getting out of a one-liter kit these days? I don't even keep track. <laughs> I don't keep track. But I usually probably... No, 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 it's not bad. It's not bad. It's, I mean, usually 20-ish. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, well, that's, okay. That's, that's reasonable. But you've gotten up to 35. Uh. Oh, I've done, yeah, 30, 40, whatever. But the... It, it's not a badge of honor to get 60 rolls out of it. The oh, kits are so cheap. For 20 bucks, I roll, you know, I develop 15 and 20, 25 rolls, whatever, and then I just dump it and put a new one in. It, there's, no, there's no reason yeah, for a $20. Yeah. Um, They're laying some serious pipe upstairs. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no, there's, there's no point for a $20 developing kit to try and push it forever. You're already getting, you know, 75 cents a roll developing process. Oh, it's super out cheap. It. It's pretty good. So, yeah, I go got, for yes. it. Yes. No, I, I have a very relevant listener letter. Oh, like, oh, yeah? It's like, oh, good. It's but Matt, you, you oh. know, we're listening to all the... You oh, may hear some goodness. strange noises. It's I mean, like roll, roll, I can't roll, yeah. cut a break. When we were in Butler, do you remember, like, those guys oh, with actual jackhammers yes. outside? Yes. Like, we look out the window, there'd be a guy there. Like, and then there's the guys across the hall. Always. Oh, those guys. Yeah. It's, you really don't get a break. You know, At least so, there's no bugs. No bugs. Well, we interrupt your regularly scheduled Mark on Mark podcast uh, for uh, a listener letter, which is very relevant. Uh, it's C41 kits and black and white questions. So oh, okay. That. All right. This is from Nick Bardzalowski. Nick, I apologize if I butchered your last name. All right. 
Hey guys, first off, I want to say I love what you guys do. Your podcasts have helped me ease traffic on my way home from work many times. Nice. And the variety of film you guys offer helps keep things fresh. The reason I'm reaching out to you guys is because I'm having an issue with my C41 kit I bought from the store a couple weeks back. Beginning of the year, I bought four rolls of uh, 35 mil from you guys, Vision 3, 50D, Polypan, oh. Eastman X, and a roll of the Tech Pan. Recently shot all the rolls. Now it's time to process. I've always processed my own black and white. <laughs> my own black and white at home. So I plan to do that and then send out the roll of 50D to a lab. However, the film separated from the canister in the camera when I went to wind it back up. Uh, I was able to save it and get it onto the reel. Okay. At that point, I knew I was going to have to look, uh, look into chemicals to process color. Awesome that you guys offer a really affordable kit, so I picked one up with a few more rolls of film. I developed the 50D and it came out okay. I think it was a bit too hot how red my negatives came out. But being my first time doing color, saving the roll, I couldn't complain. Me too. First several rolls I did were very magenta. Why is that? Uh, as soon as you go a little hot, it goes hot color-wise. Oh. Yes. You, go, you go a little cool, it goes cool. How about that? And That's it really, why it's important to... I never knew that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you only need a degree or two to Ooh. mess it up. All right. Next, I went for the poly paint. Not mess it up. <laughs> J- just spice it up? Change it. I'm just saying. Spice it up. It's not a mess. It. Tell me. It's just not uh, optimal. Moving on. <laughs> next, I went happy for the- accidents. <laughs> happy little trees. All right. Uh, next, I went for the poly pan. Oh, jeez. <laughs> what are they moving up there? Man, the bowling bodies, pins are here. <laughs> like, is it metal? Oh. No, those have to be like giant metal okay. pipes. Yeah, girder beams. Next, I went for the poly pan. I have Ilford DDX that I usually use, but I saw the kit was good for black and white. So when I went thinking the chemicals were uh, were more fresh than the ones I had. This is where the problem comes in. I processed the roll of polypan. All the negatives came out totally clear. Huge bummer. Uh, uh, You keep going. I definitely have had them all come out black in my high school years, but never had all clear. My question, any idea what went wrong? Yes. Mike flew this little note over to me. Mm -hmm. We had an answer. First off, color temperature, or temperature on the color. Sure. Second, the kit says, yes, you can do black and white. If it's chromogenic black and white sure because c41 film it's black and white film that the dyes are only neutral in color does mm-hmm. the kit instructions say you could do black and white chromogenic it black says and chromogenic white. black and so white. like the xp2 yes and the BWC. Some, some old yeah. Kodak, and so i explained to him what the difference was between those and traditional mm-hmm. stay with your regular black and white yep. and it's just like this light bulb or flash cube went off in his head. He goes, I forgot all about those. I knew all about those. That was perfect. But it was really a, a good letter. No, it's That's why I left it in to be read on here. You just look at it. You get so excited. You think, I can do anything in here. Not quite. It's, no. it's a limited black and white. So just as a little reminder. I did that myself last week. I completely stripped the uh, a roll of black Fuji and white film that I didn't realize HR2, was black Super HR2. HR21, yeah. Uh, that's the um, sprocketless... 16mm. Um, 16mm also comes in 35. Blue sensitive film that Fuji makes. It's black mm-hmm. and white. It's microfilm. Oh, it's the same stuff yes. they use for the uh, X-ray film. HRT. Yeah. yeah. Well, the HR, they call it HR2. Oh, okay. It was, in a, it was in a nice colorful package, and I had no concept of it. I shot the whole roll thinking it was color film, and then I developed it as color, and I ended up with clear. I've, I can't tell you how many times I've had something I didn't label right in a film holder, and I'm souping all my black and white, and all of a sudden, everything really smells bad. I'm like, oh, it smells like bad color film, because it is. Mm. Uh, Consequently, 
Kodak Portra films are some of the best black and white films on the planet, but they're really expensive. Kodak Portra, they're black and white Portra. You can actually develop it with black and white chemicals, and you'll get the most disgusting smelling chemicals ever, but you'll have a sweet, sweet, very flat neg. No kidding. I do old C-22. The customers will bring me occasionally Mm -hmm. in diafine. It's good stuff. Wasn't there a a black and white developer? An actual black and white Portra chromogenic film made? I don't remember one. It was called Kodak. It was their pro stuff, and I think it was was just the same. You're thinking of T400CN. No. Yeah. I I swear I saw something with the name Portra on it. But I think it was the same film. They just just gave it that name. No. No? The difference between the T400CN and the B... Blah, blah, BW, yeah. Two different films. The, yeah. I like the T version, the first one I talked about. It was brilliant. The other, average, did the job, black and white. But the first one, the T400CN, that was one stunning film. No, Matt, you're talking about new but, Kodak Portra 400 or 160? Uh, either. Yeah, I've messed up both, but 400 especially. 400, um, you shoot it and then develop it in black and white chemistry. I've only ever done it accidentally, not intentionally, but uh, you know, if you're doing it intentionally, it's, it's an expensive proposition. But you know, if, if you're hard up and you need to develop that stuff quick, it is some of the nicest black and white. No kidding. Yeah. How about uh, caffeinol? Ooh, that would like double smell like death. Yeah. <laughs> Why does it smell bad, do you think? It's because there, there's all these dyes and stuff that are getting like sloughed off in the developer and it just it just smells like it smells okay. like your film is very very expired okay c41 kits oh available okay. at filmphotographystore.com well according to justin who uh runs the fvp online store we there. sell hot 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 as agent cooper's coffee <laughs> hot fellas don't drink that coffee you'd never guess there was a fish in the percolator. Matt, do you watch the Twin Peaks? Yes. Oh my God! It's it's fantastic. I have I have not seen one in between piece. I still need to watch Firewalk with me. Oh, eh. me too. Take your time. But, but a buddy of mine has uh, a projection <laughs> copy and a little like a his own little projector. My darkroom roomie, Stephen. He he does like record player and Get he's out. got a projection set up in his home. No, he's he's awesome. Sixteen millimeter? Huh? Um, Thirty-five. 16. It's a 16. He has a 16 millimeter print of Fire Walk With Me. No kidding. That's pretty cool. Yeah. He's, he's yeah. a film nerd. Does he listen to the FPP? Now he does, yeah. Oh, Him nice. and uh, Andy uh, Baumgartner, they're, they're oh, best Andy. buds. He's showing oh, at his they? gallery right now. Yeah, yeah. no, it's done. Oh, it's just. I mean, we're dating yeah, yeah, off it's a little done. bit, but it yeah. ended last and Tuesday. Does your friend, yeah. uh, the collector, does he know what alternative cinema is? Or not? That was some other Steven, guy. Steven, he doesn't get too much into that stuff, but I mean, he's you know, he's a film guy through and through. He's the giant brownie guy. Oh, oh the giant brownie yes. guy! Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Did you see Andy's portrait? Yes, yes. Turned out great. Where no, do I, I see I, these things? I saw it when Facebook. I was okay. I saw it when I was going to. I was souping film, and then I flipped on the lights to put, hang my negative up in the cabinet. And, uh, mm-hmm. There's his head right there. Mm-hmm. Yep. What's the name of the gent? Your, your, the pal you work with. Stephen Takis. Oh, Stephen Takis. Yeah. Steven, like Stephen with a PH, right? Yeah. Huh? Huh? Isn't the fight Stephen King, that writer. I know, I know some Marks. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, one of, you, one of you Marks. How about a book from one of you Marks? Allow me. <laughs> hey, Mark, do you have a book yeah. you'd like to talk about? Who's got sure. a book? 
How do you spell oh, tacos? How do you spell tacos? No, I think, I Let's just one. do it at the same time and he there can figure go. it out. <laughs> can pan one hard left and one hard right. <laughs> yes. So tell us about this book you brought. Very funny. All right, I'll do a book. <laughs> I got good news. Half the wash is going to come back in style. I have. Uh, what do I do? Let's do this. Let's do this uh, book right that here. That looks cute. This is a really fun little book. I have two books that I brought with me. Sure. Mike, I'm doing a book. Oh, hey, man. Here, go ahead and do your book. Should I add I'm saying, friend? I've got it. I'm just saying I'm doing a book. Uh-huh. Hey, man, take it away. Thanks. That's a cool-looking book. Yeah. It's all so blue. Glad you noticed. <laughs> I, uh, uh, I've had uh, trouble, as we all do, with inspiration recently. and I have, uh, So the two books that I have with me today are sort of inspirational books. The first one I have is called Go Photo! Exclamation point. Um, printed by Aperture. And it's oh. Go Photo, an activity book for kids. You can get some ideas for yourself, mm-hmm. but this is great if you teach a photography class to children or teach photography anything to children. This is a great book to have. And basically, it's just a bunch of different ideas that you can do. It's not exclusively for film photography, but a lot of the ideas in here you could adapt to film. Or if you just want your kid to get out there with a, with a phone and take pictures or a tablet, it's good for that too. Um, and what, it's, what it is, it's, it's divided up into all these sort of chapters. It's really brightly written, and it's sort of like reading a bunch of ex- instructables, where they give you your checklist of what you need, they draw a little picture of what you're going to need, they go through step by step. And what it is, it's a lot of different activities that you can do. Let me just find a good one here. Like, for instance, telephone game. So this is an example of one where you would take a the first person would take a picture of something. And this is a great idea. We could do one of those things where you, you, know, you mail a camera around the world yes. to a bunch of photographers. So the idea is you take a picture of something, and then the second per- you hand the camera to someone else. This would work better with digital. But you hand the camera to someone else, and they have to take a picture, but one thing in your picture has to be in their picture. Oh. And then it moves on down the line. So you end up with this sort of chain of photography. Each one is linked to the one beside it by some aspect of the picture. Um, they talk about uh, making, putting together a, uh, a, a book where each page is photographs of things that are the same color or you know, making different kinds of maps, making different kinds of greeting cards. You know, it's, it's just a, there's about 50 or 60 different little ideas in here um, of activities. You know, like I said, activities the kids can do using cameras, coming up with fun little projects. Winter's here. Yes, thank you. Uh, mm-hmm. Kids are kicking around the house. Scavenger hunts, treasure hunts, photo books, all kinds of interesting Is things. that a current book? It's currently in production, okay. or it's currently available, I should say. Yeah. I assume it's still being printed. Um, the cover price on it is 20 bucks, but you can right now you can get it on Amazon for about $10. Uh, I, I just looked it up recently, and... Fun. I love that. Yeah, it's a really fun little book. It's really brightly well-written, easy for kids to look for. Oh, Faces and Places, Mark O'Brien. So making little funny faces and taking pictures. <laughs> oh, no. Googly eyes. Anything with googly eyes. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yes. Um, uh-huh. Here's another one. Um, Leslie, I know you've done this, too, with the photo mosaic idea. Yeah. It's the idea of just taking a camera and taking 50 pictures of the same mm-hmm. thing, all slightly different angles and perspectives, and then pasting it all back together. And you make these really Very cool. Very David Hockney. Yeah. 
So there's there's plenty of great ideas in here. I love so. that book. Yeah, it's a really nice little book. It sounds fun. Can it, I have it? And the other thing is that uh, there's so many times when people say, well, I don't feel inspired right now. Right. And sometimes it just takes some little idea to get you on a roll. And yeah. you go, oh, yeah, I see where I can go with this. And you have a great great time with it. When I'm testing cameras, I'm, I'm constantly, you know, my, my schedule is pretty fixed. And I'm constantly walking up and down the same streets and... Every day of my life, and when I need to test a new camera, I try and find a new angle. So sometimes I'll think, okay, I just want to look for, is there any interesting cracks in the sidewalk today? And I'll just walk around with my head down looking for interesting things on the street. Oh, there's an interesting dandelion I can take a picture of. So I can keep walking that same route every day and constantly finding new things. Is there any interesting power lines above my head? Any interesting patterns that I can make with the jets flying over my head, you know, lining up with the power lines or weird doorknobs or whatever? Just, I want to take a whole roll of pictures of dogs walking down the street. Like, you can just come up with all kinds of random ideas. But that's that's sort of what this, this book is good for. It's just giving you little bits of inspiration. And the other part is a book like that. Sometimes you have to teach people how to see Mm-hmm. And this this is good instruction for that kind of thing because too often people just look. I don't see anything here, but no, no, look for certain things and you'll see them. I have. I'm so frustrated. I have an amazing book that I bought at a library sale this past summer. It must have been printed in the 70s or 80s, and I can't find it. I don't know what happened to it. I think it's gone, and I don't remember what the title was. I don't remember anything about it. But the whole book was. Again, it was sort of aimed at children, but it was, it was to teach you to really look at things. Hmm. So it would be a picture of a forest scene, and it would say, you know, it was, again, it was aimed at children, but look at this picture. How many, how many triangles can you see in the spaces of the leaves in the sky? How, how much of the picture does the ground take up? How many green trees do you see? Like, you know, just making you really look at the picture. And I loved it. And it would flip through. Like, there was a picture of a playground. And it was asking you, how many squares can you find in this picture? How many circles do you see? And it just really helps you to... Oh, sorry. Oh, that's right. Really study and mm-hmm. see what it is you're looking at, which, which I loved. And I wish I could find that book, because I would, I would love to talk about it. The best thing about a book like this is there are... Let's see. Over... Yeah, there's just over 100 pages in here. Nothing about it is about technique. Right. It's all about yes. yeah. the art the concept of photography. Yeah. And this is often what we need the most to kind of kickstart that creativity, realizing there's a lot, lot, lot more to it than the fun, kind of geeky stuff that we can really get into most of the time. But this is the stuff that really gets Especially the juices with flowing. Kids. We ruin them quick enough yep. yeah. with that other crap. Exactly. Encourage the creativity. This is the point and shoot you know, class kind of stuff. No, it doesn't make any great. difference what camera you're using. Everybody right. can right. use this, though. Yeah. That's the yeah. best part. Great ca- on the cover, there's. You know, your cell sure. phones, but here's a Polaroid. Yeah. Here's a, you know... Uh, That's a Holga. A like Holga. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, there's yeah. cell phones. Oh, isn't that, isn't that the MVP camera? It looks like an MVP yeah. camera. <laughs> so go photo. Go yeah. photo. Go photo, exclamation point. Look it up on Amazon. At your, at your local Amazon. Photo <laughs> detective. I, Great. There's fantastic stuff. Where, Where did wrote, you get this? Who wrote it? I bought that at a museum, actually. Oh, but, oh. Uh, sure. But it's available on Amazon. Aperture is the print, yeah. 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 Thank you, Mark. We're going to take a quick break, and then the other Mark is going to do another book. Okay. You can do it! Mr. Prune decided to make children unhappy by taking Christmas away from them. He went up to the North Pole and promised Santa a billion dollars if he would stop giving Christmas presents to children. Naturally, Santa refused. So Mr. Prune took his billion dollars and bought the whole North Pole and became Santa's landlord. And he raised the rent so high 
Nobody could pay it, least of all Santa Claus. He told Santa to have the rent money by December 24th, Christmas Eve, or he would take all the presents away as payment. Mm, that's right, yeah. Yeah. Eastman Kodak Company is happy to bring you America's favorite family, the Nelsons. Ozzy, Harriet, David, and Ricky. They enjoy good times together. And like most of us, they enjoy good times over again in pictures. And now, let's join Harriet, who's holding the answer to many a Christmas gift problem right in the palm of her hand. I sure am. It's the Brownie Starmite camera by Kodak. Everybody enjoys having pictures, and this is the easiest way I know of to take them, in black and white or color. It's the tiniest, handiest camera with built-in flash Kodak ever made. And it comes with a tag that says, open me first. Imagine the fun Christmas morning when someone finds a brownie Starmite outfit under the tree. You can picture the fun of Christmas right from the very first moment. And from Christmas Day all through the year, this will be a gift the whole family will enjoy and appreciate. The brownie Starmite outfit by Kodak costs less than $12. Other brownie cameras cost less than $7. Each one is easy to use and takes beautiful pictures in black and white or color even color slides. And remember, the name Kodak means it's a gift you'll be proud to give. And now Kodak invites you to enjoy... Hey, we're back. Hi, folks. Yes, Mark O'Brien here. The other Mark. <laughs> the Mark with the O. <laughs> I brought a, a pretty... <laughs> Mork. 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 <laughs> I brought a book that's uh, I picked up recently at a bookstore in, in used bookstore in Chelsea, Michigan. Uh, my but my buddy, another Mark, Mark with a C, or out on a little Mark, a little uh, camera photography foray. And there's this place called the Serendipity Books in Chelsea, and we're looking th- and I like seeing if they have uh, photo book sections. And sometimes you you come up with some gems, and sometimes you just you know you don't, but. In this case, they had some really cool books. And one I picked out, uh, Mark goes, uh, hey, you should get this one. It's really nice. I've got it, and it's, it's wonderful f- photographs in it. So I took it, took it out, looked at it. And the title of the book is called A Tree, Comma, A Blade of Grass. Photographs by Shinzo Maeda. Um, he's a Japanese photographer. Um, I would call him a Japanese landscape-nature photographer. Shinzo Maeda was born in 1922 in a small town west of Tokyo. He worked as a professional photographer since 1927 till he died, which is about, uh, I think, in early 2000s. He presented his award-winning work at numerous national and international exhibitions, among them Photokina and Europhoto, as well as published his photographs in a series of books. In his homeland of Japan, Maeda also initiated and organized many photographic exhibitions. Um... One of the things I found in this country, we don't see many photo, uh, photographs from J- Japanese photographers unless it's uh, someone of recent note or they have some U.S. history involved in them in some way. We also don't see a lot of Japanese nature photography in this country. And this book is just, it's, it's very, uh, I would say, zen. It, in its way, there's actually three books in this one book, uh, from three different th- books that he published, and it's separated in three sections: a tree, a blade of grass, 
Okumikawa. Oh, say that again. Okumikawa. Okay, and the Nippon Alps. And so he was in the mountainous areas of Japan. And you look at some of these and you think of the American West photographers a little bit. He tells you exactly what cameras he used for these. He used a lot. Uh, a Linhoff Super Technica was used a lot, a 4x5 camera, as well as a Hasselblad Super Wide and a Hasselblad 500CM. Toyo, also a Toyo field camera. So it's kind of interesting that he tells you what lenses he used and all that. The, the images themselves, you, you don't even have to care about what was what was uh, they were shot with because they're so enjoyable. Just beautiful, beautiful images of uh, some of the rivers in Japan, uh, springtime. This is organized by different times of the season. The whole book is about, let's see, it's uh, almost, almost 300 pages of all-color photography. And it is just, since it was shot on large and medium format, they are crisp. They are colorful. Um, they are very. You you really. They make you feel. They make you feel really good about nature. In fact, when you look at these, so I, you know, it's one of these books you kind of run across. And I don't buy a lot of uh, lands color landscape nature photography books, but this one is just fantastic because it really gives you um, an aspect of Japan most of us don't ever see. All you ever see of Japan a lot of times is the urban areas. And in fact, they are very interesting areas. But we don't see much of the actual, real, natural Japan that is actually there. And, and especially winter. Just some really amazing, I call it soulful photography. I really you know, think it's, even it's worth a look. Even though they're nature-based, landscape-based. Yeah. They don't look like an American photographer. They don't. Mm-mm. They, they. I think there's that. Wow. Different aspect of the photography mm-hmm. that he brings to it. Um, the publisher is Toshin, and of course they're well, well, known well known for printing, doing a good job on on color reproduction in books, and also bringing things to the public that sometimes would get overlooked by people in North America. The book was published in uh, 1993, 287 pages, and again, it's uh, photographed by Shinzo Maeda. I would say look for it. I'm sure you can find them used online. It's interesting that it was published then because, it, it to me, it feels like uh, looking through a lot of the color nature work that you'll see American photographers doing in like the mid to late 80s, and that kind of worked its way out all, all the way until the early 2000s. It was kind of a thing, but these have a different feel. There's a lot more restraint with the use of color and yes. saturation. Yes. Yes. It's very controlled, very consistent, whereas the American aesthetic was punchy, contrasty, right. and oh my gosh, color, that velvet look. These look like the real thing. Mm-hmm. And, and also, I think the other thing that makes a di- big difference, he was shooting a large format. The detail is there in the images. It's mm-hmm. not lost. Thank you, Mark. You're welcome. Hey, we'll be right back. The Sally and Janet and Dinah and Trisha Just wait till they see the gift they're getting from me I'm gonna get you a Kodak disc In your heart, get a kiss Catch the fun, just like this I'm gonna get you a Kodak disc Easy to load and fun to use One has a telephoto too Well, how can you miss? Who can resist when you get them a Kodak disc? Merry Christmas, Mom. Hey, we're back. Hey, we're back. Hey. Hey, well, back to Mark D. What do you people want to hear about, a camera or a book? I All right, camera. cool, How camera. About a book about cameras? <laughs> <laughs> I vote for whatever you want to do. Whatever makes you happy. What's a camera? 
I'll do a camera. Okay. I talked about a camera for like Whoa, an hour. Oh, that looks like a camera I'd like. This is definitely a camera that you would like. Is Konica it popular? Pop. This or, is or the, a Konica Pop. Oh. Konica, I'm going to say Konica. <laughs> this is the Koa Aneka Pop. <laughs> <laughs> this is, I'm not a big fan of point and shoot cameras. This one caught my eye. Mine came in its original box, which I always love. And as a result, it's in beautiful condition. Sony in, in box. waterproof yellow. Whoa! Which I love. So the Konica Pop, which was known as the C35 EFJ in Japan. Rolls off the tongue. Uh, exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this came out in 1982. Looks correct. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. definitely got that... Man, I feel like paparazzi. Everyone yeah. loves the yellow. Pop! It's very paparazzi. attractive camera. So it, it, it really truly is a baby step above a point-and-shoot camera. It's one shutter speed. It's fixed focus. Uh, it does have a, um, a CDS meter, so it will give you a little aperture, mm-hmm. you know, a little aperture change, but you have no control over it. There's no meter. There's no, there's no uh, needle. There's nothing. So you just kind of aim it and shoot. If the light is too low, it will tell you so. It'll beep at you. And it does have a little built-in... Which pops up. Pop-up flash. Hence the name. Pop, pop, pop. So you've got a little pop-up flash. Uh, it is threaded on the inside about the same size as that rolly we were talking about earlier. This one might be like a... Th- that's threaded? That's a 4843. Wow. Yeah. That's so it's neat. threaded on the inside, so you can put filters on it. Inside the filter ring, you've got your, your ISO speed mm-hmm. selection. This was available in... And I think this is interesting in the um, description. It says... It was available in traditional raven black finish, as well as a palette of body colors, including, but may not be limited to, oh, wow. <laughs> yellow, red, deep blue, aqua, green, lime, purple, and pink. You're going for all of them, aren't you? I would love to get all of them. <laughs> I would love to have the purple anyway. <laughs> but um, the, the black one seems to be pretty common online. The red one seems to be somewhat common. The, uh, I've seen one or two yellows. I've never seen any of the other colors. So they must have been <coughs> super rare. And I think that's why they say may not be limited to, because there might have been silver and polka dot and who knows mm-hmm. what out there, zebra-striped ones, but yeah. they must have been such low production that no one's seen them in the wild. Uh, I do love it. I have shot a, a, a roll of film through it, and it came out really nice. It came out better than I would expect for a little junky early 80s point-and-shoot plastic camera. Not... Not like Rolly Sharp, not like Voigtlander Sharp, but um, it's very attractive. But pretty good. Yep. There was a, a later. Oh, the, the lens itself that's on it is an f4, 36 millimeter f4. Yes, Michael. Uh, Mark, uh, when that camera was new, what did they sell for? Uh, did I write that down? It's I don't. 80, know. I don't know. It doesn't look like a cheap camera. It. I'll, I'll bet you 49. Bucks. Oh, filter is 43 millimeters. Says right there. Um, if you want to wait a sec, I could. I could oh, research okay. it. Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll look. I'll look it up. We'll come back to it in a little while. Okay. But um, there, this is an earlier model. This is so they came out in '82. There was a redesign uh, in '85, uh, and in '85 uh, they added uh, a couple more uh, ISO settings to it. And uh, I mean, it's basically the same camera. But um, there was a bit of a redesign. But they all look basically the same. It's still got the same Hexanon F4 lens on it. Uh, it has a sort of interesting. I forget. Do I still have film in this? I don't think so. No, there's no film. In it. it has this sort of interesting flip-out metal rewind lever on the bottom. Oh, yeah. It's on the mm-hmm. bottom of the camera. 
which is sort of unusual. A little Raleigh-esque. <laughs> yeah. Raleigh-esque. Raleigh-esque. I and knew him. For power, uh, it just has nice, simple little two double A's, so it's That's easy to power up, and you don't have to put a weird battery in there. Yeah, so I was happily surprised when I got this. Mm-hmm. The yellow is what caught my eye, just because it's kind of bright and flashy and fun. But uh, it turns out it's a really solid little camera. It feels, feels good. The, uh, the shutter feels nice and clicky. It's got the built-in flash. And What else could you ask for? Thank you, Mark. Sure. I'd like the green one. Oh, and I was going to say, you know, I, I actually I didn't mention it on the Rolly earlier, but the value, you know, if you want to get one of these Rolly XF35s, uh, they're ranging from, and now this is to put it into perspective, how amazing the Rolly camera is that I talked about. These sell for 60 to $120, I would say, kind of in that ballpark. If you have a really pristine one in a box, you'll pay 150 for it. The Konica Pop ranges from 50 to $100. Wow. So this camera that I have right in front of you with its original box, I could get easily more than a hundred dollars for it. probably more than certainly more than it cost when it was new it's substantially more yeah this camera was probably 20 30 bucks new but yeah so they are collectible they are they are hot and they are they produce better images than you might expect them to i will research what the original msrp was on it let me see if i can find out what that was anything quick from anyone oh matt what's hot what's not yeah what's this year 2017 it, at Midwest Photo, which is you know sort of sort of in the middle of the country, mm-hmm. a uh, very uh, robust, busy retailer. What's been exciting? What's been dead? So one thing that has seemed to just fall off a cliff: uh, medium format SLRs, the the Pentax, the six sevens, no. those guys, those like the M six forty five. The Mias, yeah, those are. Nah. Those are down. Bronicas are down. I mean, Hasselblads always go, but they got the name going for them. Yep. So medium format SLRs out, TLRs in. And then for like your everyday, you know, Joe, anybody coming in off the street, seeing that case that was formerly impossible, now decked out saying Polaroid. Yes. People that, the, the people before that would come in and look at impossible on the pack of film, they'd go, eh. And if they were really into it, they might buy one one box of film now they're walking out with five boxes of film ten boxes of film because that it's so important to have the name and that price point under 20 bucks it's amazing damn straight so yes. that yes that and that uh, that one step two, the pre-orders on that you know do, doing good yeah so i i'm anticipating that's gonna be the hottest maybe even on the digital side of thing thing this christmas just because that price point people who shoot has nothing like people who shoot digital this is like Fun has nothing to do with their digital world. It's a party right. camera, That's right? Exactly. It's a, party, it's a fun camera. It's a fun camera, party camera. Everyone's going to get the oohs and the ahs. Everyone's going to have a great time with this. Have, I know I am. We have wedding shooters <laughs> that do like the you know the holiday time weddings, and they're like, well, they wanted to have a, a retro theme, so we just bought two ones, uh, old one steps online, and just like ten boxes of film, throw them on the table, like like old times. Wow. Yeah. Yes, Mark. I have an update. <gasps> I have a fascinating update. <gasps> yes. And I apologize to the listeners for not doing enough research to have talked about this in my original uh, review. When you bought the Konica Pop, you could get a free 7-inch <laughs> flexi disc with ABBA tunes on it. Wow. <laughs> oh, free, no. free pop with the Konica Pop. Can I still get that? I want that disc. <laughs> Take one Take pound off the bop, then win a Konica Pop. Flexi Smash disc hits by original artists. Flexi disc is basically it's it's the one you had to put a penny on it for it to stay on the record. <laughs> yeah, right. 
So there you go. I, I still can't figure out how much it originally cost, but... Uh, oh, that green is pretty, pretty sweet. army green. Now, have you been searching... Conica, yes. Conica like, Pop to get the other colors. I got like the red. I was no, I was just looking to see if I could figure out what the original price was, which I cannot find. So I just thought it'd I'll be fun you, to find. I bet you it was like thirty nine or forty nine dollars. I, I yeah, think yeah. probably you're right about that. Yeah, that's probably about right. Because back in 1981, thirty nine or forty nine bucks was thirty nine or forty nine bucks. Yeah, man. Now I kind of want the ABBA record that uh, you could get. <laughs> yes. I'm curious, uh, folks listening, if you uh, or your aunt Linda. In mm. 1981, bought a Konica Pop, <laughs> and you know what it cost. Just podcast at filmphotographyproject.com. Mark's going to do a book review. Before that, I, I do want to say... Maybe my original receipt is in the box, too, but no, I guess not. We're all on Flickr. By the way, I just want everyone to know out there that my, face, my, my personal Facebook page, it really is all about film. It's all about me and film, and I know a lot of folks have friended me. You got to send me a note. Just send me a... Click like I gotta know. I I, I just gotta know who you are. Just say little message, private message, saying, "Hey, Mike, I love the show," or "Hey, I'm a fan of film." Like I just need to hear from you, because I don't just casually just like let friends in. I've done that before, and then don't let friends join Facebook. Right. If people, if like if I don't know you, I don't I don't accept friend. Like I have to know who you are. And if you just say, "Hey, I listen to the show," or you know, I'm, I, I don't know, you guys, do you guys get a lot of friend requests? Do you, All yes. the time. And, and how do you handle that? If you see someone and they have no idea who they are. Yeah, I, I try to see, you know, who are mutual contacts and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's not like I'm putting, you know, I, here's my bank, here's my uh, my banking info, my social security number, mother's maiden name. <laughs> but it's pretty much boring. All you'll see is photography, Strudel, Zill, and Lauren. So, uh I'm usually pretty quick to add people if it's like, oh yeah, Mike added them, or oh yeah, Leslie. Added oh, if you them. see, uh, that's it. Mutual yeah. friends right. with mutual Matt Marash. Yeah, but yeah. like mutual friends with like, no offense, Mark. If I see like a Delzell mutual friend, you, and it's my, my only mutual friend is Delzell, I might start scratching my head. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, where's this guy? Yeah, I get that. I mean, there'd be like one mutual friend, and I'm looking. Yeah, like, uh, you know, that, I mean, the whole thing with the Facebook cracks. is yeah. I like, I, I don't want to be overwhelmed with stuff. And uh, so maybe I, I may you know, add them if they want to see my posts. And my posts are about lots of different things. They so, are. I mean, I, I'm really loath to add people I don't know. If I haven't talked to them personally or they haven't been a Flickr friend for a long time or unless they're, you know, someone I have actually have talked with. But on Instagram, I mean, certainly I have lots of people that follow me and I don't always follow them back because, I, you know, it's... Do you look at their their thread on Inst- like you look at their pictures on Instagram and decide whether you want to see that? Well, kind of stuff? yeah, I mean, if it's if they've got stuff up there that I, that I find interesting, I'll, I'll. But there's also people that will you know add you and on Instagram, and all they are is like get more viewers kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I, yeah. I avoid you know sometimes I even I block people because I just don't want to have them commercialize my stream. Right. Oh, block. I've never. Yeah. Uh, I've blocked people when you go to their their Instagram stream, and it's clearly a product. Matt, are you secretly on Instagram? You can tell us, you know. No, I'm not. Okay. Um, and I, it's it's funny. The more I, the more I do classes at Midwest Photo and all the teaching and stuff. Getting pressured. The le- yeah, but it's like peer pressure. The more you ask me, the less I, I care. Oh. Okay. And all this extra free time, uh, I could do personal projects now. Well, Leslie, are you thinking about maybe just trying it? No, not oh. right now. Maybe okay. after I retire. Okay. Might be different. Mark, how come you don't? Mark Dalzell, how come you don't do the Instagram? 
Uh, I'm not really a big social media guy. Okay. I'm on Facebook because yes. originally my mother wanted to hear what I was doing with my life. And yes. <laughs> I didn't want to call her. You never call. You never exactly. T- right. So, so that's why I started Facebook. But uh, yeah, I don't really care about. Yes. I know I don't do Twitter or any of that stuff. Okay. I'm I, on Twitter too. I do a lot of Twitter. And Twitter's useful. I mean, there's a lot of photographers on Twitter. I I find I have better interactions. I'm already with a photographer. I don't need any more. I have more no idea. How we use FPP uses Twitter. It's connected to our our Facebook. It's, so that's how when I tweet, it's coming from Facebook out mm-hmm. to tweet. I have no idea how to use Twitter. It's Twitter's <laughs> more of like an active conversation. People usually come to me with questions or other large like blogs that will. They'll they'll say, oh, this guy knows it, and or oh, this guy has a question about uh, staining developers. Matt, what what do you know? And then mm-hmm. I'll reply, and then it turns into this giant thread. So it's usually like quick Q and A, but I also have more art kind of discussions, like and of the social media stuff because I sell I sell prints to the personal website now. I, I call it my un- my unemployment check. I make about as much on prints as like an unemployment check. You're selling it on mattmirage.com? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Or it's also mirage.com now too. Oh, mirage.com. Yeah. I like that. It's clean, yeah. Clean. Uh, yeah, uh, only social media I've ever actually sold prints through is Twitter. Right. Uh, Facebook, eh. The millions of views on Flickr, eh. All, okay. through, all through Twitter or the direct, so... Interesting. Very nice. Yeah. Okay. So Facebook. Uh, if you're going to hit me up personally, just just send me a just send me a little note. Put Say, something hey. in there. I mean, I've accepted friend. Like I'll go I, like once a month. I have like an amnesty. I guess you call it whatever you want to call it. Like I'll be like okay and let a bunch of people in. A cheat day. <laughs> just, and just like some people, as soon as I let them in, they immediately message me and start like soliciting. Like sometimes it's filmmakers. Or if your picture, your, like your your profile picture, if you're covered in blood <laughs> on the on the independent film horror scene uh-huh. side of things, if you're like really like into gore and blood, like I'm just not like that was college for me. Like I'm just not into like on my my Facebook. I just want to keep it kind of clean. Exactly. Yeah. I'm just not interested in all blood and guts. <laughs> it's not my thing. Now, but but Flickr though, are you a little more open? Oh yes, sure. Same here. Yeah, yeah. Anybody goes on Flickr. Yeah. I do go to anybody follows but, well, me. I will follow but, them back but, unless they have no pictures have to on tell their stream. You, this is a moot point. There's so few people on Flickr. No, but I don't find no, that at all. There's so many people on Flickr that mean I don't find that at all. Yeah, really. Find it to be a very active place. Yeah, they're just avoiding you. Yeah. I, that could be. <laughs> and and I get new followers all the time on. Flickr. I get Flickr mail quite often. Yeah. With questions. Yeah. From people. So I find Flickr active yet, very active yet. Like I said, even Flickr mail active. Okay. So I'm going to spend a little more time on the I Flickr. I think maybe it's just personal with you. You know, I've got like 12,000 <laughs> like 12, images up there. and I'm gaining on you. I know you are. And, and uh, I... Well, you yeah. dump rolls up at a time. Mm. Not not total rolls. Okay. Yeah, I've been I've been <laughs> not adding as much every lately. picture I take is excellent. Okay. I've, I've been very uh, not as prolific adding stuff lately, just because I've been busy with lots right. of things. How how often you on Flickr these oh, days? Oh, I was just gonna say I was gonna apologize to anybody that does follow me. I've gone uh, I've gone silent because I, I want to showcase uh, stuff on the personal website uh, oh, okay. for this year. Mm. 
and uh, the current project I've been doing that's I've been working with ODNR with uh, and the Greater Columbus Arts Council, uh, I'm kind of giving them first priority on it. So I've been going around all these different nature preserves uh, in the state, um, ma- mainly because half of that stuff is going to be up on the chopping block in 2018. They're going to like sell all this private and protected land in uh, in Ohio for like logging and oil and natural gas. Uh, so I'm raising awareness through that and some blog posts on the site and then once 2018 rolls around then it'll get going okay flicker so sorry guys silent for six months (laughs) do you do you go to flicker at all oh no i check it constantly so i do get uh i don't get as many questions as leslie does but i probably get one a week and there's always somebody adding or you know commenting or something Mm -hmm. so I, i try to interact at least on existing stuff okay you love a like on a picture, but don't you love it when they comment? The comments yeah. are so much more meaningful. I know. Yeah. And I find that you don't get as many of those, like, award comments anymore. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Those have really oh, died out a lot. Yeah. I think people, yeah. I used to just those, delete those. Those people those. are gone. Yeah. Yes. Those, uh, yeah. Those people are gone. The people that are there want to be there, mm-hmm. and you usually have a good conversation, but I still have the best photo conversations on Twitter. You do. Oh, is that right? Yeah. yeah. I weird. can't get the hang of the Twitter. It's, it, you have to think of it like a conversation with... Uh, people you want to be in the room with, okay. But if Can you add, but if you, but if you add everybody, <laughs> you're, you don't want to be in the room with them. Right. That's the, well, that's I don't have Twitter or Facebook Messenger on my phone. I don't want to keep getting pinged. Well, that's, throughout that's the day. That's yeah. healthy. So keep yeah. that up. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 you know, I go in and check social media oh. when I have the time, but not, I, I don't want to be like ping ping. It's ba- I mean, it's, it's noisy enough. My eBay. Oh, it's too much. Oh, too right. much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. Yeah. So I know on. Um, because I never get any of that, but I'm still on Flickr there. with the Explore thing. I mean, oh, that's oh, geez. and totally. so it's funny. There's there's no way of, of predicting what will be put on Explore. If there was, I'd I have like no to idea what the. Because, and, but what I, what I want to do is sometimes it's go through the images I have up have been on Explore and see which ones are filmed and, and which ones were digital to start with, oh. mm-hmm. and just see if there's a see if there's any. Cor- I don't think there's a correlation no. because sometimes they're just wacky. There was a well, all minor all minor film anyway. In so. the film photography podcast on Flickr a month or so ago, there was a message that the uh, the the uh, your phone the Flickr app. Now allows you to go in to actually access conversations and, oh, and yeah. yes. groups. And groups. That's new. Yeah. yeah. And I guess that's good because Verizon now owns Flickr, so clearly, oh, at yeah. least someone's working on it. It's it's interesting because I think I've noticed recently Flickr has th- there will be days where I actually can't access information and like old tags on stuff. Really. So I feel like. Some parts of it, Verizon's dropped the ball, but other mm. parts, like developing out the app the way they should have the first time around, that's great. Yeah. But yeah, sometimes I'll get scared. I'll pull up an image, and there's no tags. There's no comments, no anything. I just see the, the raw data on it, uh, and then nothing else. I'm like, oh, If it happens for a while, just click on the bottom, like go out of beta or go back to beta. Yeah, I've done that before, and I think that might be it. It's just the, the new layout. So yeah. I've had problems where I couldn't search for things. There was something very a very specific camera I was searching for, and it came up with no hits. I thought, oh, that's weird. That's well, are there any Konicas? No. Like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> so I just did a, a Flickr search for like the word camera, and it came up with zero hits. And I actually texted you and John. I'm like, is Flickr offline? Like, why am I not getting anything? Then you go to Google and put in the name of the camera with Flickr, and you'll... Everything comes up. Because it's cached. Yeah, yeah I don't yeah, know. Even, I think even Flicker in. River was doing the same thing for me. Do you think Flicker is going to like almost like reintroduce themselves now that a different company owns them? I don't think so. I, it doesn't seem like that's a primary focus or anything of it, but it'd be cool if they, they tried to revamp it to compete because it, 
be, with with Instagram mm-hmm. being so blatantly Facebook owned and kind of pushing in that direction, if there was something that was a little little more hands off, that'd be that'd be pretty right. cool. Yeah, and the thing is, it's it's. I remember when I was on Flickr the first year it came out. Oh, yeah. When year was it? 2004. So, I, th- I think you're supposed to actually say, when I was on Flickr. <laughs> yeah, back in the day. <laughs> Flickr was all cornfields. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I, had, I still have some of my longest Flickr friends. We're still in contact and years later. Yeah. And we've all grown old together. And so it's it's kind of cool that way. But I remember they would make some little change. Oh, I hate Flickr. Or they oh, keep yeah. changing You're things. Leaving. Well, yeah. You know, I'm leaving. I'm thinking I've got too much up there to yep. leave. And I have full resolution images of stuff I want to go back and find and download because maybe yep. I don't even have that image anymore, or at least not really at my fingertips. Or I can say, where was I in July 2008? And what did I take pictures of? I can go up there and look for that and find it. Oh, yeah, that's when we went to Mackinac Island or something. Yeah, so it's it's a good, uh, as your brain gets older, you, you know, just so much stuff, you don't always keep it at yeah. your fingertips. Of course, uh, I don't know if anyone ever knew of Photo Bucket. Yes. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. yeah. They changed the rules, so any m- many people using that to host your picture. All those hot-linked images. That you could hot-link like, on your eBay auctions uh-huh. and all on, on uh, blogs. Go on. So they changed the rules. It's pay only. It's like three hundred fifty oh. bucks a year. Whoa! And the, any link that was existing, they killed. That, that's a way of putting yourself right out of smack out of business. Yeah, I don't know who I don't know who owns Photobuck. Yeah, and the other one is five hundred picks, and I couldn't. I tried Whoa. them out for a while. And so I, many people left Flickr. Like, hey, I'm five hundred picks. That's the place to be. And, and I looked at it for a while. I go, nah, the the the, the uh, interface isn't. I don't like the interface. Now that mic is live. Hi, Leslie. Hi. Leslie's on John Fidelli's <laughs> microphone. John's not here. Oh, I have to make a funny voice. <laughs> <laughs> I did the the five the five hundred too. I lasted a month. Yeah. It yeah. was highly and strongly people just going for the vote thing. Yep. Oh yeah. The oh. award thing. Is you it still is it still hot, Matt, or is dead? I, I it's. Ooh. So it seemed like it became a very insular community. So the the people that were at the top, they stayed because they were at the top. They were the they won the popularity contest. But then that a lot of that wave transitioned back to, well, not back to Flickr, but back to Facebook, Instagram. That's where that's where that wave kind of went. Hey, uh, when we come back, Mark Dalzell is going to do a book. The holiday season. What you get, Howard? A time that passes much too soon. Come on, guys. You're getting picture taken. A special time you'll want to remember. See the camera, Howie? In pictures. To help make those pictures look as good as they can, make sure Kodak paper is behind them. If you don't see these words, it isn't Kodak paper. Ask for it where you get your holiday pictures. I do like my present, Howard. Kodak paper for a good look at the times of your life. Hey, we're back. Oh, before we go, I do want to say, uh, if you're in the U.S., U.K., Germany, or Japan, <laughs> you can watch the Meadowland Showcase Christmas special. Three episodes. If you're an Amazon Prime member, you can watch them at no cost. I may have mentioned this already, this show. I don't doesn't know. matter. It yes. doesn't matter. Who can tell? I'll look it up. The Hungry Dutchman. Looking for Santa. That's right. That video and many others, including the late Frank Jolliffe, the Chapman stick player. Oh, I would yes. love a Chapman yes. stick. Yes, and they're a lot of fun, stick. and they all star John Fideli. <laughs> <laughs> Trackman's in it. It's, it's you know wow. exactly, 
Now, have you seen these shows yet? Uh, I think I saw the the full episode that had Looking for Santa. So, oh, yeah. Are you uh, Amazon Prime? Um, no, I did like a one day subscription or like one of the free. Oh, trials they're on YouTube. Just to watch it. They're yeah. on YouTube. They're also on the FPP YouTube oh. uh, channel. So they have very few hits. So clearly, I'm just talking to myself because I watch them every year. Half of the views are probably me and Lauren. Okay, <laughs> one or two for me. That's right. So we have uh, one more item: a book by. Mark Dalzell. Yeah, another book. Oh, so, this one looks good. I, no, you know what? I think it's, it looks this is, good. This is a weird book. So it's this is another inspirational book. A lot of oh, I'll just say it. So the book is called Polaroid: How to Take Instant Photos. Um, a lot of the information here is very similar to the uh, Go Photo. What's it called? Go Photo book that I talked about hours and hours ago <laughs> um, but it, it, it focuses more on Polaroid cameras well it should um, Polaroid. well I'm, I'm saying all this with sort of like a weird tone of voice because it's a kind of a weird book uh, <laughs> it starts out talking about um, how to choose a, an insta- a Polaroid camera how to you know a little bit untechnical how to, how to frame it how to use the camera this and that it gets into there's a whole there's a chapter it's called getting creative which is coming up with sort of I- inspiring ideas so uh shooting after dark shooting frame within a frame shooting the they call, they say broken collage here but like the photo mosaic type of thing um mapping a journey in pictures taking selfies signage which i'm a big fan of signage and neon and that sort of thing um portraits uh playing with perspective lo-fi filters blah 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 uh, the next chapter is called Finding Inspiration, and that's where you're actually going to go shoot these pictures. Um, the, the headings are Vintage Escape, Shades, Urban, Flowers, Shapes, Patterns, Relax. And, and the last chunk of it, or second last chunk of it, is Displays. So how you actually display these instant pictures, whether you're hanging them from clotheslines or whether you're making a mobile or whether you're you know, making a book out of them, um, making different kinds of frames, that sort of thing. And then the last section is actually kind of a rundown of some, a, a bit of an odd selection of, it's called the Polaroid Camera for You, and it runs through the Polaroid 150, the 320, uh, I don't know why, Pack is like 70, <laughs> One Step 600, blah, 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 a bunch of those, and it, and it ends with the Polaroid iZone, the PIC 300, the Z2300, and the Socialmatic, which are the latest Polaroid mm-hmm. cameras that were out, were out two years ago, because this book was published two years ago. But that's the weird thing about it, was this book was published two years ago. It looks like that was published in 1985. It should be. It should have been published in 1985. This is a book from 2015. What? I don't know yeah. why it they published it. It has a faux-worn cover. I have it, I was too. just going to say, is yeah. that faux-worn or... It is. No, this is a brand new book. Yeah. This is a brand new book. It looks like an old book. Yeah. I want a discount. They need to update no, it. it's new. But it's just strange that they yeah. would be... At first, I thought, was this a book that was published by Polaroid? Is it just the last couple of pages when they talk about the, the PZ and the Socialmatic that they were trying to push and they wrote the rest of the book around it? But it's not. It was written by a completely real person who does not seem to work for Polaroid. What's that person's name? Exactly. That person's name is Paul Aroid. <laughs> now, his name is Mitchell Beasley. Okay. But it's still an interesting book. And if you... If you imagine that this book was written in 1985, it, it is actually really cool. It, it Whoa, does. I saw the last page. It said Cheers. This, this is a British book? Cheers. Uh, he, might, he may be British. It was, Easily sounds like it, yeah. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, it's, it's a British book. First published in Great Britain in 2015 by Mitchell Beasley. 
Oh, Mitchell. <laughs> oh, by Mitchell Beasley, a division of Octopus Publishing. So Mitchell Beasley is not a person. Damn it. Text written by Aiton Ferry. Anyway, whatever. Uh, forget the fact that it says, well, I guess now it's relevant again. I was going to say, forget the fact that it says Polaroid, but I guess no. Forget no. that. Yes, it's Polaroid again. Um, it is still relevant. But a lot of the, uh, some of the information in here, they're talking about, you know, what was at the time 12 year expired Polaroid film, but when now we can get it all fresh again. So it, it's, the book has actually somehow become relevant again in the last two years. And there are parts of it where at the back where it's talking about different cameras, like for instance, the entry for the Polaroid 150. Why did they even put this in here? That is curious. It says, though the lack of modern film means it's probably one for the enthusiast, the Polaroid 150 serves as a fascinating look at how quickly and innovatively Polaroid cameras change over the years. One for the enthusiast. I I guess what they're saying is the the enthusiast, yeah, someone who wants it on a shelf, because it's a completely useless camera. Why is it all the way in the back of the book? Well, the the, the last chapter is is just a page for Polaroid 300. Well, yeah, so so again, they they picked one. Of the, the pack folding pack cameras, yeah. and they picked the 320, which Smooth, is... Smooth, smooth-o-matic, 320. Yeah, that's an odd choice. It is an odd that's choice. That's an even odder choice. The Super yeah. Color Pack, the there, there's an SX-70, which is nice. There's your, there's your black uh, one-step. There we the go. The 600 Business Edition. Like, they just sort of mm-hmm. picked interesting colors. The Legos. Yes. Or, or um, the, the or Onyx. Or, like, these are the ones they had in this collection. The Frog. Yeah, I see the Frog. I don't know. Yeah, yeah the, the Blue frog. Whale. Oh, not the real... That's the Frog. Not the Poison Frog. The eye zone. zone. So it's it's a really oddly put together book, but it does have some interesting, you know. Again, inspiration. If you want to, if you want to get inspired, if you want to load up some of your new Polaroid film, it still sounds weird to say that, and uh, go out and shoot some, but you're just not sure what you want to to blow a three dollar picture on. Right. This is a good inspiration, and um, so I I do recommend it. Uh, as a funny side note, and you can get this, uh, the, the book retails for $15 American. You can get them on Amazon for 10 or 10-ish. Or uh, this one actually came from a bookstore. I believe Barnes & Noble. So you can, you can get it in an actual bookstore as well. If you go to Amazon, though, <laughs> I thought this go. was kind of funny because it only has a few reviews, and they're all five-star reviews from people saying, yeah, it's a nice book. Yeah, it's nice colors. It's well-written. It's a hardcover. Whatever. But there's one one-star review... That I just thought oh. was over the top. Amazon Gold, here we go. I'd like to read this letter. Totally confused about this book. <laughs> Published in 2015. Polaroid film and cameras are no longer made. The content pages of this book have no reference to the impossible project development of modern integral films. This review, I should say, was written in February. Um, That's true, though. So it's like, almost a year old. There's no reference of an impossible That's project? That's what I mean. That's um, crazy. Page 14 talks of using out-of-date film. Seriously, this film expired in September of 2009, seven-plus years ago. Why do the cover and internal pages look like they've been through hell? (laughs) Is this a poor reproduction of a book originally published by Polaroid long ago? I get it if this book covered the use of tricky, impossible film and vintage Polaroid cameras. Otherwise, it's a book with no purpose. Maybe it is a reprint of an old book. Uh, No, because they're talking in the back. They talk about the new digital, like the social magic stuff. Oh. Oh, they, 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 they're writing as if Impossible Project doesn't, doesn't exist. exist. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then Polaroid might have been paying them. And then there was one comment on the review. So I'll, I'll let you take a closer look oh, at the cover yeah. of the book as I read this. The comment says, For me, the worst about this book is the cover photo. The woman is holding the camera in a way that is beyond incorrect. Women insist on holding things with the tips of their fingers rather than, when appropriate, grabbing them bodily. Wait. There is only one proper way to hold an SX-70, and this is as far removed from it as one can imagine! <laughs> yeah. 
Actually, it, it the is, outrage. It is pretty. It is pretty. Awkward. It's a really like, weird. She's she's like doing like the. Like she's the pushing it with her like ring this? finger. It's yeah, really she, odd. She's like doing the like the little face goggles. It's like yoga. Holding, yeah. It's polar yoga. It's like backwards. So I just thought the review Weird. and I love internet. Oh, I thought the review and the comment was funny. Oh, internet outrage is the best. Shoot. Internet what? outrage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just over the top. He took uh, the time. Whoa. Isn't that nice? Yeah. He took that, the time. That is weird. I didn't even realize. It is a weird yeah, picture. Something like, like uh, yeah. she's like using her little finger to my elbows. She hurt. suffers from severe arthritis. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So maybe anyway, she, maybe she's double jointed. It's an interesting book. It's who is that girl? Podcast at Film Photography. Yeah. Does anybody know who that is? I, I, actually, there is a let's see. There, there is uh, credits for every single picture in here, which is there. nice. Oh, credits for every single picture. Yeah. In the back, if you go through, there's credits for all the photographers. I don't recognize any of the names, but maybe somebody here does. They didn't use any. Wait, of I'm my looking crap. to see if they talk about the. Uh, oh, of course we know. We know like three of these. Well, there you go, Mister Mister Smart Guy. Uh, Matt knows everybody. Mister Social Mr. Media. Mister Jope Godmaker. Sure. He's like half of this book. Yes. Toby Hancock. Sure. Andy Jenkins. Yes. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Let's see. Who else? Marcelo Yanez. Nice. Oh, Hey, no Marcello. Marcello. Annie Bowerman. We know yeah. all of these Oh, well, people. then I apologize. I don't know any of you, but... Well, how could mm-hmm. Annie Bowerman be in this book? No mention of Impossible Project. Because it's probably Polaroid commissioned. Oh. That's why the new digits. That's why the new cameras. That's what I thought. But yeah, it's like a vehicle to push yeah. their latest thing. Yeah, at the last. But the whole book was published day. for one page. Like what they should do. Laura Alice Watt. I know who she is. Yeah, like oh well, great. Is, yeah, this is ever. This is this is the, all the hits. Well, then this is a great book. Let's get some autographs. We should. I, I would be cool if I could just take that around well, and get autog- every page autograph. Like, scrap all the crappy Polaroid stuff out of there and use it as a vehicle to push. The brand new stuff. Yeah, they could. We yeah, they could reprint it. Yeah. yeah, volume distress. Hey, and how did you find this book? That was a gift. Okay. Oh, someone was like, "Oh, where are we going to get Mark? Oh, he's into this old stuff. He likes cameras and stuff. This one's got cameras on it." And when I picked that up, I he likes cameras and girls. Yeah, because of the cover. Right. And I go. Well, right. I'll get it. It's only. It's like, it, I forget where I saw it. It's on the shelf somewhere at a used used book or store. You've seen this book before. Yeah, I've got it. Oh. And you I have obviously haven't looked at it very carefully because I just and eh, 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 put it in the shelf and right. But I thought it was old. It's an odd book. It is. I don't know how you possibly pronounce this, but the text in here is written by. E I T H N E Eitna or Fari. something. Yeah, I guess that's maybe it's a combination of, of ten people yeah, with their first initials. Sure. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, it's, look at all the names. Last like, wow, it is. It's all the hits. Well, that's great. I did had I'd never occurred to me. I'm a little offended that I'm not in here, but that's all right. I'll let it go once. <laughs> Did they talk about manipulation there? No, they okay. don't. Oh well, please. That's good. It's no. A, no, so you'll say this is a weird now. book. Yeah. It's just an odd. It's an odd time in history for this book to have been published. Yes, I'll say that. So if it was published in the mid '80s, in the '90s, it would have been cool. 2008, uh, 2018, it would have been great. <laughs> right. But 2015 was an odd time, and there's some odd choices in the book, like like featuring the Polaroid 150. What? I don't know. But whatever. It's it's an interesting little book, and I'm a positive guy. Believe That's it. That's right. Not. And no, I believe it. I'm a believer now. All right. Well, so why it. not? There's some, there's a couple good um, ideas in my, here. Uh, yeah. That's it. We're done. Monkeys sing it. We're What's done. Monkeys? No, I'm, the I'm a believer. Oh, no. We're, we're going to be going saw out. her face. No, no, no. We're going to be going out with uh, Looking for Santa by yes. the Hungry Dutchman. <laughs> boom, boom, doo, 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 Nutley, New Jersey. Uh, 
You know, I looked the guys up. They're all on Facebook. I haven't friended them. I should. I don't know if they want to talk about the past. You know, people move on. Yeah. I don't know. But the Tongue Dutchman, I love them. I own the uh, the uh, 12-inch single LP, Look of a Santa. I, I grabbed it out of storage. I went to uh, the release party, <laughs> which they had in New York City for Look nice. of a Santa. Nice. And when you walked in, they handed you the... the Promo LP. Oh, sweet. Yeah, sweetness. So, they're also MTV Music Award winners. Ooh, I didn't yes. know that. Uh, if you uh, Google on YouTube, Hungry Dutchman, y- you'll find it. That's cool. Yeah, very cool. Very excited. Always excited around the holidays. It's always a great time if you can avoid the relatives. <laughs> <laughs> Man, always relatives. a great time. But, you know, enjoy... Thank, I want to thank everyone for listening. We're going to be back in two short weeks. And I uh, hope everyone has a good, uh, good happy day. Holidays. Yeah, happy yeah. holidays. Happy holidays. We'll be back. Bye. Bye. See you, Mark. We're going to miss you, Mark. Oh. As far as you know.
Nice. nice.